Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Well, let's do this. Let's go over to Proverbs chapter 29, and we'll continue in our series, Truth Lord. We, we opened up in this series looking at the Syrophoenician woman. And we looked at several different things in regards to, uh, which I'll refer back to briefly in different spots here today, but uh, several different things that uh, caused the Syrophoenician, caused Jesus to look at her and say, you have great faith. Um, And we also looked at the kind of the negative side of it, where there was potential for her to get offended at Jesus and... uh, basically end up short-circuiting God's ability to work in her life, and her daughter could have remained demon-possessed. Now, if you study the history of the Syrophoenician woman and where she was, different things like that, um, her culture worshipped Baal. And uh, how many realize this Baal's still around? You do realize that? Okay. Satan changes, uh, you know, cover letters, but his message is the same. He, he alters looks of things and, and different things like that, but his message is still the same. Anyway, uh, it was in studying some of the history of the Syrophoenician woman and where they came from, the worship of Baal and, and going back all the way to Jezebel is where it goes back to. Um, it's no wonder her daughter was demon-possessed, okay? And, uh, and so, but she chose to humble herself through many different seeming rejections by the Lord and by the disciples to the point where she held on and she actually received the power of God delivering her child as a Gentile when Jesus hadn't been sent to them yet. Now, faith is powerful. The Lord, the Lord actually gets giddy when he sees faith in the heart of someone. You say he gets giddy. Yeah. The scripture says that faith pleases him. And so uh, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at uh, pride and humility. We're looking at the potential of offense and what can happen. And how many know we live in a culture today that's offended about everything? I mean, they have become so open-minded their brains have fallen out. And, the, and Romans 1 is, is, is active in a fuller measure today than it ever has been. So we want to be not only safeguarded against how the world operates and what they do in having the defense of truth built within us through transformation of the mind through the written word, but also exercising strong faith with compassion so that we can also reach out to those who have lost their minds, whether through deliberate uh, rebellion and disobedience or through ignorance and deception. And I think there's a whole lot more that are ignorant and deceived, I'll be honest with you. Now, I know there's a hierarchical, higher, if you say it that way, there's a hierarchy of people that are higher up that influence down through. We know this, this, is a, this is a spiritual principle in demonic activity where there's the hires and the lowers and there's a system of operation and information that comes in. 
And so we live in a day and an age where we need to understand truth, where it will really hinder not only our own lives, but God's ability through us to minister to others if we don't understand this, if we allow ourselves to get offended by this. Amen. You see the potential there. Okay? And, uh, and we do. We, we got we to stay on guard on these things because... Uh, we're, we're human. We're natural as much as we are born again and spirit-filled and all that good stuff. We still have natural world around us and thoughts and different things that come to us. And your natural mind will tend to rebel against this word. Amen. Unless your mind is different than mine. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we're all built about the same. Amen. It's just the cover can look a little bit different. That's it. <laughs> so... What we're emphasizing here in this series, or particularly today, is dealing with pride and humility is not necessarily primarily human relationship. It could apply to that. All these truths will apply to that. Rather, I want to emphasize, are we allowing the Word of God to remain in a position above us, or are we exalting our opinion and natural circumstances over our relationship with God and His Word? Natural thinking, like we've said, rebels against heavenly wisdom. This includes every area of the Word of God that it speaks to. This is a major part of the fight of faith. Anytime we choose earthly wisdom or earthly circumstances over what the Word of God says to us, we end up walking in pride instead of humility. I'm going to say this again because I want you to hear this. Anytime we choose earthly wisdom or earthly circumstances over what the Word of God says to us, we end up walking in pride instead of humility. Humility recognizes God as God. I know that sounds simple, but if you really think about it and you apply it to your life on a daily basis, you'll start to realize, wait a minute, I may, I'm not yielding in this area to the Lord like I thought I was. So humility does this. It recognizes God as God and submits to his word and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Pride rejects God's truth and follows human opinion and natural knowledge. Let's look at Proverbs 29, verse 23. It says this in the New King James trans, uh, Version. It says this, A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will, remain, will retain honor. The world will tell you, if you're not prideful, you're going to end up low. The Lord tells you the opposite. If you humble yourself, I'll exalt you. You realize that if you exalt yourself, you have to keep yourself there? You realize if the Lord exalts you, he keeps you there? How many know it's easier to have God fight in your battles? Amen. The Passion Translation puts it this way, lift yourself up with pride and you will soon be brought low, but a meek and humble spirit will add to your honor. Proverbs chapter 26, verse number 16, in the New King James Version says, the lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can give an answer that is sensible, a sensible answer. In other words, this is Pride. This is the exaltation of my situation, my opinion, my way, what I think, my feelings. I, this is the circumstance I'm in, and I know God's Word says that, but... We heard this in leadership this morning. 
I know God's word says that, but what's happening in that moment? I'm not saying you can't repent from this. But what, are you, what am I doing? If I say that, we'll use me. If I say that, if I say, oh, no, now I know the, the word of God says this, but what have I just done? I've eliminated everything God said up till this point, and now I'm going to go with what I got. How many have gone with what they got? And it turned out, yeah, where's Grammy? How's that working out for you? Yeah. She told us. <laughs> the Lord told her that. How's that working out for you, Carol? It's simple. Truth, Lord. That's humility. I love this about the Lord. You say, you're right, Lord. And he'll say, now we can go somewhere. Not, I told you so, you little maggot. (laughs) All right. The Passion Translation says it this way, a self-righteous person is convinced he's smarter than seven wise counselors who can tell him the truth. Whew, I don't want to be that guy. You got wisdom around you speaking, and you go, nah, that's not the way it is. I don't want to be so spiritually hard and blinded and dense that I don't recognize the Holy Spirit speaking to me whether it be through his word or through those around us. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 8 says, The wise in heart will receive commands, but a prating fool will fall. The Passion Translation says it this way, The heart of the wise will easily accept instruction. So when instruction from the word is coming, do you go, Well, that's not very entertaining. I just didn't feel that scripture. I don't care. <laughs> if, I feel a lot of things when I'm driving. You guys know this about me. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a good thing the windshield is not a recorder. All right. Moving on. The heart of the wise will easily accept instruction. But what do we know about truth? Truth can come as a hammer and a fire. How many know that truth as a hammer, you can use a hammer to, 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 to do a lot of things, and, but it can cause some destruction. How many know in our lives we need some things destroyed? Amen? So if, if I'm humble and wise, I'll be... I'll hear instruction from the Spirit of God and the Word of God and and godly men and women around me that have walked with the Lord, and I'll go, "What, what was that? Even if it contradicts what I think is right. Repentant, humble people don't walk around going, I don't, I can't learn from anybody. I know it all. And they, they will, in the sense of, to a degree, they do this. They, you can, have you ever noticed this? People will do this. They'll build a world around them that agrees with them, and they won't venture out to hear anything or look at anything. That's deception. 
especially in the world. This is very common, the rejection of truth. So in the, further on here in the Passion, it says this, but those who do all the talking are too busy to listen and learn. They'll just keep stumbling ahead. Now watch this. They'll just keep stumbling ahead into the mess they created. Well, it's not my fault. How many know there are things that can happen in our life that are legitimately not our fault? How many know that we have to legitimately respond to them, and from that point, it will be either what God wants or what we want or what the enemy wants? In other words, there are things that have happened to me in my, my life that affected me that are not my fault. So I can either sit back and go, I would have become what I was supposed to become if, if my older brother would not have hit me in the face with a golf club, which actually happened. And now my modeling career is over. If my, I had 36 stitches in my face because of him. If my younger brother's watching, he's probably loving this right now. <laughs> I'm trauma, I've been traumatized for life. I can't do anything, any, what, is it a real event? Did it really happen? Yes, but but you, it, how many know age of accountability hits? And I go, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> and then I have to do this. I have to either stop talking and start listening or be satisfied and accept the fact that I'm going to continue to live in the mess that I created. Pride is trouble. Proverbs 15:5 says a fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. The passion says you're stupid to mock the instruction of a father. We don't use the word stupid. <laughs> okay? But how many know that everybody has the potential to learn, but how many know sometimes people do stupid things? Okay, all right? And you need to acknowledge, that was stupid. I shouldn't do that again. Now, I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm saying you need to acknowledge, uh-uh, that was the wrong spirit. That was not the Holy Spirit leading me in that. And then it goes on to say this, but welcoming correction will make you brilliant. Welcoming correction will make you brilliant. Proverbs 23, 9. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your wor words. Why? He doesn't, he doesn't, the person does not see the value of what's being shared. They don't see the treasure of what's being shared. If you're sharing scripture with somebody and they're treating it commonplace, you know they don't, realize the value of what's being shared they don't recognize the treasure that's there and i'm not saying i'm not saying they can't because how many know god's not going around trying to hide his goodness from people 
He, he, makes, he, rev- he brings it out into the open. He declares it through the salt and light of the body of Christ in the earth. He declares it in the heavens. He declares it on the earth. He declares it in an ant. He declares it in his creation that he's made. He declares, hey, I'm here. You know, I've said this for years. I, I saw this years ago. The Lord said to me, all these scientists <laughs> that, are, that think they've proven evolution, he said, Sean, down to the very, the very makeup of the cell, I am looking at them going, hi, I'm right here. In other words, people will make comments and statements like, well, there is no God. If there was a God, he would show himself. Yeah, we're floating in the middle of space in perfect distance from everything else in the planet on rotation. Everything is perfect. And it happened by accident. See, but a pratting fool will go, I don't want to believe that. No, really what it is, is you don't want to have to submit to a creator. But humility will go, Lord, you're right. I was wrong. Help me change. Help me change. So from these scriptures... Let's look at the actions of a group of people in Jesus' day to see how they responded and maybe how they should have responded. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. I'm going to read over it, and then I'm going to go back and comment individually on the passages. Mark chapter 6, verse number 1 says this, Then he, Jesus, went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Verse 3, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were what? They were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. All right, let's go back to verse 1 and we'll comment on this and we'll look at this. Let's see if we can see pride and humility here. Mark chapter 6 verse 1. Now remember this, the Syrophoenician woman agreed with the Lord. And what did she receive? Deliverance for her daughter. Let's see what happens when you don't agree with him. Now this truth right here applies all the way across the scripture. 
How many realize this? There are scriptures that speak specifically to an area of your life. And then there are truths that are broad. Okay, I'll put it to you like this. The operation of faith in your life is general. The substance of your faith can be individual. So I'll put it to you like this. You're not going to receive revelation knowledge concerning the love of God being shed abroad in your heart by reading about biblical finances. You have to get the scriptures on love to receive faith concerning what? Love, because faith comes by and hearing by the word of God, right? So revelation, so this is a truth that is broad. How many have read through the scriptures and you're reading something and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit, you read a verse and he goes, bunk, that one. And you go, what? All of a sudden you're faced with a decision. Am I going to yield to him? Or am I going to choose my opinion? And that decision will determine the flow or the ability of grace to operate in your life in that area. Now, I know this. There are a lot of Christians that are an inch deep and a mile wide. Did that bless you? (laughs) You say, what do you mean by that? They know they're going to heaven when they die, and that's about it. But beyond that, they have not taken the time to find out what he said here about our day-to-day life. And this is where humility comes in. So he says this, verse 1, then he went out from there and came to his own country. Where's he at? He's in his own country. And his disciples came with him. So what do we see in this verse? Jesus had been ministering for a while in other places outside of his hometown. Now he returns to where he grew up. We must not allow natural familiarity to hinder our ability to receive from God and from those whom he has selected to speak through. Watch out for pride in knowing somebody that's teaching you. You've got to watch this, right? Well, I know them. I know what they're like. Yeah, but has the Lord chosen to speak through them? Should we make this hit real close to home? Husbands? Wives? I'm not going to listen to my husband in that area. I know what he's like. Yes, but is it the word of God? I'm not saying your husband shouldn't grow. Somebody say amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm not saying your wife shouldn't grow, but what is being said? Humility will recognize the word of God and go, that's the Lord. You're not calling your spouse God. You're hearing the word of the Lord. So watch this. Even if they're doing wrong, if you reject the word of the Lord for you, guess what you don't get? Deliverance in that area. I stopped myself from receiving. It, 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 it just shuts everything down. And 
it goes, it goes back to this. We get offended by what we see. And we'll see this here even more. So this also applies to our personal time with the Lord. Not only does this apply. So what, you say, what do you mean by that, Sean? I mean this. Every morning, I wake up at 5.45, and then I go, and I get my coffee, and then after I have my coffee, uh, I set it down on the table, and then I set it down, and then I have this reading schedule that the church gave me, and I got to read this, this, this one today. Got to read Romans. Romans 1 today is what I have to read, and I'm going to read, to, and, and I've become natural. I'm in routine. I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible, as long as my, and it's most, thankfully at this point, it's mostly this way, I'm not looking just to finish it. Why? People say, well, I don't really need to read the Bible. You know, I have the Holy Spirit. You are in major trouble if you believe that. Major trouble. The scripture says we're to be nourished with the words of faith. These words are a spiritual substance that feeds your spirit man, which directly affects your mental and your physical. Because you are a spirit first. The part of you that has been redeemed, the part of you where the seal of the Holy Spirit has been placed until the full redemption comes is your spirit, you, the true. This is just your house. And how many realize it ages? It sags. I don't care how much you pluck it, tuck it, push it, squish it. I, I don't care. It's dying. <laughs> I got these new pants. <laughs> you take them off, and it's like, whew. <laughs> Even so, Lord, come. Just come. <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> All right. We need to feed, so if, if I treat this, uh, I did my reading, Lord, and then I don't even think about it in the rest of the day. I don't know about you, when I read the, I, the best times that I've had with the Lord are not in church services. They're with me and Him. In my devotion, in my prayer time. Sometimes I'll lay on my bed and just turn on some music with no words, just, you know, instrumental worship, and I'll just lay there and I'll get a scripture, and I'll go over it and over it. And I'll say it. And then I'll pray in the Holy Ghost. And then I'll say it. And before you know it, everything starts to shift. How many have been under pressure? And then you get with the Lord and it's like, poof. That anointing destroys the yoke, removes the burden. And all of a sudden, ah, yeah, I'm in a good place. That's called fellowship. And that's, you're not reading a book. This is not like any other book. This is the word of the Lord. 
It's timeless. Still working. Number one bestseller. The devil's tried to destroy it at times. <laughs> yeah, right. The gates of hell shall not. Hey. Verse 2. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were what? They were astonished, saying, where did this man get these, these things? And what wisdom is this in which, is, which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? The word astonished means to strike with a blow or to be amazed. The people know, Jesus is, know what Jesus is saying and doing. That he, They know he, he is doing things beyond he, what they know naturally about him. We'll see this here in just a minute. See, we look back at this, but you got to remember, they don't realize who he is like we do. They, they, and and we'll, we see this here because they start talking about his natural. He's a carpenter. He's got brothers. He's got sisters. We know his mama. They're looking at it from the natural standpoint, but yet the Lord is ministering under an anointing and through an anointing. How many know he was anointed by the Holy Spirit? Jesus was, okay? He was anointed by the Holy, and he's ministering. He's doing signs and wonders, and he's preaching the word in such a way that the people are going, whoa, that's pretty good for a carpenter. They're thinking what? Naturally. They're not thinking, they're not listening to the Spirit of God speaking to them and ministering to them. So these people knew Jesus naturally. Now they get an opportunity to hear him teach under the anointing of God. They are astonished by his teaching and wisdom. This tells me that people the people, that these people recognize something is going on with Jesus beyond him being a carpenter. They are hearing from God through Jesus. And they're saying to themselves, we know him. He never did this stuff before. <laughs> I mean, last time I saw Jesus, before he went off on his little trips with his group of followers, his cult, last time I saw, he was fixing my plow. And now he all of a sudden hears from, the, from God, and he's a prophet, and he's a teacher, and he's a... In other words, they're missing out on deliverance because of natural thinking. Now watch how many times have we done that. Well, that's not the way my denomination taught it. we got to be careful. Amen? Because this is where power is. How many want to cooperate with Jesus and just see radical stuff happen? I mean, I heard, a, and, and this is a, uh, I heard a minister say this one time. He said, if you take the miracles out, the miracle working power of God out of your fellowship with the Lord, you have a religion. You have a mental religion. How many know God is nobody, how many know that the, the reality is, is that God is not impressed with anybody's intellect in this place? He is not, he, he, 
Where in the Gospels do you ever see Jesus walk up to somebody and go, I have not found this kind of brain activity in all of Israel. (laughs) No, what impressed him? Faith. So they acknowledge his teaching is amazing here in this verse. Then they acknowledge that the miracles uh, that he did were amazing. In other words, these people are hearing and seeing God in action through Jesus. We look at this from a different perspective, and I shared this just a little bit earlier, than they did. We look at this from our understanding of the new birth and Jesus as the Son of God. In Jesus' day, though, they looked at him another, as just another man that they grew up with. We'll, we, we will see that, that they chose their natural knowledge of Jesus over who he is, which is attested to them in word with the signs and wonders. So they saw, they knew, and they heard the testimonies. How did the Syrophoenician woman know that Jesus could deliver her daughter? She heard. These guys have heard this. Jesus' fame was everywhere there. He was was famous. They are given the same opportunity as the Syrophoenician woman. They can either humble themselves and receive in faith, or they can allow pride to rise up and reject wisdom and, and from, from heaven like fools. They can either humble themselves and receive in faith, or they can allow pride to rise up and reject wisdom from heaven like fools. Verse 3 says this, Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. So what do we see here? Instead of yielding to the wisdom of heaven, the people revert to their natural knowledge concerning Jesus. What was that natural thinking? He is a carpenter. He is the son of Mary. His brothers are here. We know James. I know James. I played football with James. (laughs) Does that make it closer to... I know James. I know James. James and I used to, you know, go out and tip sheep at midnight. (laughs) I don't know if they had cows. I I don't know. (laughs) Me and Joseph made a potato gun. We, how could Jesus, Jesus is their brother. Common. I can't receive, I know, I know uh, Mike Hill, I can't receive a word from him. He's a contractor. I worked with him. (laughs) He drives a Ford. It's true, I do too, yeah. Do you get my point here? We assess naturally and miss God. Just like that. Well, the science says, scientists have proved that God doesn't exist. They have? I missed that interview. God's in heaven going, they haven't proven anything. In fact, they don't even know half, not even close to half of what I know. (laughs) 
No, the reality is people that want to reject God love the lust of the flesh and the desires of life. And they follow it and they feed on it. The terrible thing is it, is it has a reward. It has a payment. If you want to know what's in a seed, plant it. How many know what's in that seed of sin? Whew. I'll pass. Harvest death a little bit. It's terrible. He, they knew that he had sisters. Oh, I know his sister. We went to the prom. Yeah, you guys, see, you think too spiritual about some of these things. <laughs> and the, you got to remember, they're, they're living in this. You know, we went to the temple together. We went to the, they're living their lives. Whatever they did for, you know, they, how many know they had entertainment in that day too? They were living, and then, and then Jesus comes along and he declares, and we'll, we'll see this here in just a second. Actually, you may have to go back and read it on your own. But they were offended. He declares, look, the scripture is being fulfilled in your ears today. And he reads out of Isaiah. This scripture ties exactly into Luke, where Jesus declares who he is. The natural understanding of Jesus by the people pleads, leads them to, the natural understanding of Jesus by the people leads them to be offended at him. Offended people do not receive truth. So where in our lives are we offended? We are not receiving truth in that area. The people in Jesus' hometown are stumbling over their natural knowledge of Jesus. We must ask ourselves if we are, if we are doing this with those we know naturally. Have we become so familiar naturally with our brothers and sisters in Christ that we are offended when they speak heavenly wisdom? Would the Lord teach you through someone whom you don't value from the natural standpoint? Well, they just don't have a doctorate in theology. How many of the fishermen do you think had a doctorate in theology? Someone from whom, who, who from the natural does not meet my expectations or someone I know real well. If I take offense, I could miss my deliverance. Would the Lord put his hand on and wisdom in someone who we don't see much in naturally? He uses the foolish things. If you're so smart, God doesn't exist. There is no God. The scriptures are not true. Well, that was for another day. We've evolved. I got a word for you. We've devolved, if anything. People are like, well, yeah, we're going to be, we're getting you know, <laughs> so much smarter. Turn the TV on and see. How many, when I was, in, <laughs> when I was a teenager, uh, I don't know how big MTV is now. 
I don't, I don't know, because I, I just, <laughs> you know, I got my brains back, and I don't want to lose them again. So, <laughs> my, <laughs> but they used to have this show called, uh, I can't say it because it's a cuss word, but yeah, Jack Donkey, okay? So, <laughs> and this guy would do these things, and I'm thinking to myself, seriously? That's what you came up with on your own? And parents are letting their kids watch it. Okay, what I'm going to do is get in this hot tub, and you're going to put a bunch of little alligators in here with me. And this is evolution. How many remember Beavis and Butthead? Oh my gosh. Lord Jesus, forgive us. I mean, talk about dumb. And I ran around saying what they said. And I'm going, this is so cool. I'm ashamed to admit that. I feel a little embarrassed right now. Would the Lord put his hand on and wisdom in someone who we don't see much in naturally? Yes. He's a carpenter. How could he speak such wisdom? Or how could he have such miracles? Jesus' uh, name in his day was even common in that day. It would be like, you know, the savior of the world, Bob. I'm serious. It was common in that day. You know, it's like having the last name Jones or Smith. It's pretty common. Bob. (laughs) Some of you are struggling with that one. You're like, no. It's easy. You can spell it backwards. Okay. (sighs) Would God use a vessel naturally that you or I might be offended by? Yes. People will do this. They'll go, oh, if you're thirsty and you haven't had anything to drink for a long time and somebody brings you a cup of water and the cup's, you know, blue, you don't look at the cup and go, I can't drink out of that. You need water. Well, I only drink from red cups. You die of dehydration and you're a fool because you wouldn't drink out of the wrong color cup. Would the Lord speak through someone we know too much about? <laughs> I love this. Because it eats my own lunch. How many have done this? I was, I was listening to a minister. Uh, oh, man, I got to hurry. You guys listen well. Okay, so I was listening to Bill Johnson, and he was sharing. He was going to a service to teach, and there's a service going on. People are worshiping all this stuff. And... and uh, he was, there was a lady there in the service who was just worshiping God. I mean, just extravagant. How many ever, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Those that are more seasoned are like, you know, here, here. This is a little bit, you know, this is a more excitable song. 
you know. But when I was first saved, oh, glory to God, I love this song. Ah, can you believe how good this song is? I've been toned down a little bit. <laughs> and Bill Johnson kind of looked over at this lady and was like, and, and didn't look, and he said, thankfully I've learned I didn't just get critical of her. And he didn't say anything. He just kept worshiping. But you know how sometimes people can worship it's almost distracting sometimes? But sometimes they're just passionate. You know, they love the Lord. And this lady was just worried. And, and he didn't say anything. And, and somebody tapped him on the shoulder and said, you see that lady over there? And he goes, yeah. She was just delivered from like 38 years of prostitution and abuse. And, and so Bill Johnson's standing there and he goes, yeah, show us how to worship. Because, you know, I've been saved so long, I forgot. Humility. I don't know about you, but I was delivered from drugs. I was delivered from alcohol. I was delivered from pornography addiction. I was delivered from, I was delivered from hell. Christ has saved me. I'm a different person today. So that's why in worship, people go, you know, you know, we'll be singing a song and, you know, it'll, it'll have a certain line and you'll hear somebody go, woo! I'm like, woo! Yeah! Come on, let's fly out of here. I am no longer in the kingdom of darkness. I have been translated out into the kingdom of light. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but it's good. <laughs> Humble yourselves, you know. Verse 5. I'm going to go through this quick. Now, he could do no mighty work. Did I skip verse 4? I don't know if I did or not. Oh, yes. Verse 4, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Honor means value. So they're not valuing. See, when, you, when you're humble, you honor, you value what's being presented. Does that make sense? You honor, you value it. So Jesus in his own hometown, they missed out, these people missed out on mighty miracles because they looked at the natural instead of the spiritual. They would not submit to truth. They would not say with the Syrophoenician, truth, Lord. These people elevated their natural knowledge of Jesus over the words and works of heaven through him. We must be careful not to dishonor what God has chosen to honor. Verse 5, now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Other translations say it this way, he was not able to do any miracle there. He could not exercise any power. He could not there do even a single work of power. He could not do any powerful deed. This thinking short-circuits the power of God, and Jesus is unable to perform the will of God for the people. This unbelief by the people did not make God less powerful. It stopped the power of God from flowing in a significant way. The people did not honor the office of God, that God had given Jesus. They instead chose to look at his humanity. When we place improper emphasis on humanity, we will miss out on divinity. 
How many mighty works were missed in the people's lives, in their mothers, in their fathers, in their children, and so on, because pride and offense were there. How many people remain sick, demon-possessed, or possessed uh, because of pride, oppressed or possessed because of pride? Humility will say, Lord, I don't care if it comes through a donkey, I want what you have for me. And this scripture goes on to say, verse 6, he marveled, he wondered because of what? Their unbelief. Then he went out, I love this about Jesus, he went out about the villages in a circuit doing what? Do you know what the cure for unbelief is? Teaching. Sometimes people will do this. They'll say, and we see it right here, they'll say, well, just do more miracles. He couldn't. He couldn't. It doesn't say he wouldn't. It says he Now, your religious mind can go berserk with that because you can go, he's the son of God. Whatever he wants to do, he'll do. Is that what we just read? Careful. Careful. It did not diminish God's power. None of what they did diminished his power in who he is. What did it do? It turns the, you know, if I want light on the lights, I got to have the switch on. Faith turns the switch. Unbelief turns it. So we have to be careful. Careful with what? Careful that we don't exalt our opinion Man's knowledge, natural thinking, carnal thinking above what he said. Humility will go, truth, Lord, you're right. If he says to you, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you say, truth, Lord. If he says to you that if you'll cast all your care over on him because he cares for you, that the peace of God will do what? It'll guard, it'll garrison what? Your heart and your mind. You say what? Truth, Lord. Why don't you stand? In other words, the point here is this, and it's simple. The more you and I cooperate with his truth, the freer we will be in our relation. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not talking about uh, you're, you're not born again. Most everybody here is probably born again. But as you think about your life, as you're walking through your life, how many have had something in your life for years and it's like a nagging thing? Like this has not gone, why has this not gone away? I know what this word says. How many know it, that's the time to take some time to get in the word and fellowship with the Lord and go, Lord, show me. 
Why is this happening? If the Lord says to us, by his stripes, you are healed. What do we say? Truth, Lord. Now watch, you do that, and you know how many natural thoughts try to go through your head? How many stories of people that you know that went home to be with the Lord because of a sickness or whatever try to start floating through your mind? We're not talking about anybody else or anybody else's situation. We're talking about our personal lives and our relationship with the Lord. What if I said to you, we had this discussion the other day, what if I said to you, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life except for these few people that I know that did that and it didn't work for them. Doesn't work, does it? How many know this? And this is something we really have to, when you're, when you're in a place of humility, when you're in a place of submission to the Lord, you'll, you'll do this very easily. You know, there's a lot of things I just don't know. And I don't understand yet. But I'm believing God to show me and to talk to me about it. There are some things I just don't see yet. But how many know this? A mature person won't cast shade on the Lord because of what they don't understand. So in other words, I'll put it to you like this. If the Lord says that's who he is, he is whether I've experienced it or not. Does that make sense? I know this is such a delicate thing. You, you have to navigate this thing just right. Otherwise, people will, they'll just, they'll jump ship. Well, I don't know about that. Because we do. We don't even realize we do it. We exalt our experience above what he said. But everybody in this place has humbled themselves to the Lord to a greater degree. But how many know you could, you could know more? Amen? Let's just pray that. And then I want to give people an opportunity to give their hearts to the Lord and then we'll be done. Father, we just come before you in Jesus' name, agreeing together as touching this thing. And Lord, we say we want to be more humble and submitted to your truth. Lord, we don't want pride in our lives. So first of all, Lord, we just ask that you continue to open up and show us by your wisdom, as you do, individually, areas of pride in our lives, things where we've allowed certain things to dominate that are not of you, strongholds in our thinking and in our understanding. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're revealing this by you individually and then also through your written word to us, enlightening us. And then also we are receiving your written word, the powerful weapons of your written word to destroy those strongholds in our lives. We thank you for that, Father, in the name of Jesus. We believe we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.